0: Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina with my new friend, Justin Royal of OTO Development. Justin lives just outside of Myrtle Beach and is the regional sales director for a hospitality management company that owns hotels and many popular tourist destinations like Myrtle Beach and Nashville. He loves the weather and creating memories on the beach with his family. In this episode, Justin and I talk about catching a show at the Carolina Opry, strolling down Broadway at the beach, and eating the daily catch at the sea captain's house you hear about these three amazing experiences and so much more. If you know someone interested in visiting South Carolina, I'd love it if you share this episode with them. The show notes and our one-page guide to Justin tips are available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Myrtle Beach. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Acorns is one of my favorite apps because it helps me invest spare change automatically. Every time I make a purchase with a registered debit or credit card, the transaction is rounded up to the next dollar. Then Acorn invests these roundups in my personalized portfolio. Plus when you shop at participating retailers or service providers, you can earn additional found money to invest in your future. Examples of current and previous partners include DoorDash, Liberty Mutual, Macy's, and FedEx. I've been using Acorns for years and love how much money I've saved up from all these small investments. Sign up using my referral link at wetravelthere.com forward slash acorns to start saving today. Hey, Justin, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, Lee, good afternoon. Thanks for having me.
0: Today, we're talking about Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and I had a chance to visit there probably like a decade ago or something like that with my parents, and we had such a fun time, even though we were there in the off season. It was just great to kind of like walk down the boardwalk and have a great time while we were there and really looking forward to talking to you and finding out your tips. So that way when we come during like the peak season, we can have a great time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The original boardwalk or did you go to Broadway at the beach?
0: I don't know. It was kind of like a wide path along the beach and there was kind of like almost wooden planks and everything.
1: Yeah, that's the original boardwalk.
0: Okay. So what's your connection to the city?
1: so i live I live just on the outside uh, outskirts of Myrtle Beach in uh, uh, a little city in Conway. It's about thirty minutes west near coastal Carolina University. I work in the area in the Carolinas and uh have a little bit of family that lives in the area that kind of brought us here
0: Nice, nice now, if you had to describe like the people or the city in just a couple of words, how would you do that?
1: So the city's fun. This is one of these old, kind of reminds me of Panama City, Cocoa Beach, some of those spring break type cities that were always the fun destination beach getaway, but still kind of for the value seeking customer. It's it's not South Beach, Miami, you know, it's not Key West or, or one of these just overall too expensive places to go. And you still have a lot of fun when you're here. There's a lot of opportunity to do day-long events, a few hours, or just completely relax if that's
0: what you're into. Now, that sounds like a lot of fun. Like I said, we were there in the off season and we had a great time, even though a lot of things were kind of, kind of shut down, obviously it wasn't the normal, like summer weather and everything like that. But it seemed like even no matter what time of year you visit, there's always something to do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And even the weather there's on average, the winter is about 50 degrees, but overall for the year, it's like 72 and 215 sunny days, so it can be one day where it's 40 degrees, and the next day it's like 65. It, it is <laughs> one of my favorite things about this city.
0: Nice. And so, if people are planning their visit, what time of year they plan to come? Is it like, uh, are there certain festivals or events that happen, or like really good weather, certain times of the year where maybe it's not as busy?
1: Yeah. So that's like the pre and post. So everybody knows in this area seasons about. Easter all the way to Labor Day. Now, over the last couple of years, it's expanded those shoulders, and and really, I think uh, about mid March or so, and then even leading into October ish, season's kind of here. Depending on the weather. So, as it stays nice during the week, during the weekdays, you're going to see a lot of traffic, people just walking up and down the strip and, and attending some of the events and seeing some of the sites that Myrtle Beach has to offer. I, I'd say a good time of year to come is well, right around that February. You may have great weather. You may have awful weather. Or even that November month, you might have great weather. You might have terrible weather. So, my suggestion would be do a couple of things, schedule some indoor events that uh, you might want to go see something at uh, one of the theaters. You might want to do the Ripley's, believe it or not, the wax museums, the aquarium, something that you can add into your day that you're guaranteed, if it's not nice out, you're doing something inside.
0: Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It, one thing I've learned since moving to Nashville, that the weather is absolutely unpredictable and it can be sunny one minute and then you know just downpour the next. So keep keeps you on your toes for sure. absolutely absolutely (laughs) so as far as like uh the weather and everything like that but uh, what type of events are there throughout the year that maybe somebody wants to plan their trip around visiting one of those
1: i would say beyond every other event the country music festival that happens just kind of smack dab in the middle of summer here is one of the biggest events it's it's mid-june-ish every year it's the downtown heart of myrtle beach all of the you know large country music stars are here for the most part it is by and far one of the biggest events we have. I mean, outside of that, there's a number of ancillary, whether it's volleyball tournaments, uh, motorcycle bike weeks, Mustang week, there's something called the Jeep Jam. There's a chili cook-off festival. There's a, there's a number of seafood cook-off festivals. All of these things kind of happen throughout the year. And I would just say, look at the uh, local Visit Myrtle CVB website and, and check out a calendar of events based around the time of year you wanted to come and visit.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well we'll definitely link to that in the show notes. So, you know, obviously for for me being here in Nashville, probably the best thing would be just to drive. It's like probably an eight-hour drive or or something like that. Uh not too bad. But for everybody else coming, whether it's international or other parts of the country, how do we actually get to Myrtle Beach? Is there an airport right there or how does that happen? Myrtle Beach International
1: Airport is fantastic. It's a small-ish, but still an international airport that has a lot of direct in easy Atlanta and Charlotte layovers, it's about five minutes from the beach. I mean, it, 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 you couldn't be more centrally located. It's got some prime real estate uh, for an airport. Also, if you're driving, if you're off the I 95, which is, I'd say, if you're on the East Coast, that's about 90% of you are taking that. We're right off the Florence exit. Uh, if you're familiar with Bucky's, it's right next to Bucky's so
0: once you get <laughs> off
1: at that brand new Bucky's at the Florence exit you just take 501 straight to the beach
0: oh that's fantastic yeah my my brother lives right kind of in that area and and it's we love going to Bucky's I mean it, <laughs> it's yeah. like it's like a total experience that's for sure yeah it is <laughs> all right so say we fly in uh and then from there uh how do we get from the the airport to the, the town like you said it's about five minutes away but do we take an uber do we rent a car like What's the best way to get around?
1: You know, it depends on what you're doing. If you're here and you're going to a conference, you know, there's a Sheridan right next to the conference center. If you're going to be there the entire time, just Uber over there. That's going to be about a 15 to 20 minute from the airport to that conference center. If you're going to the beach, depending if you're going North Myrtle or South Myrtle, you can absolutely, if you're coming to relax, you're staying in the resort, you've got to swim up a pool bar and you're just relaxing. You're not going anywhere. I would say you can Uber. If you're here with a family and you want to do the go-kart racing and the helicopter rides and you want to check out all the restaurants, I'd say rent a car. In my opinion, it really just depends on what you're coming here for. But I would say rent a car. There's a lot to be seen here.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, One thing I always worry about when I rent a car is finding parking. It's either it's expensive or you're you're driving all over the place trying to find that one empty spot. What's the parking situation like there?
1: Yeah, great, great question. So March first to I believe it's October thirty first. I'd have to double check that. There is pay for parking all up and down the streets. Now outside of that period of time, all those pay for parking areas are are free. So I guess that goes back into the question when to come. If you if you're renting a car, and you don't want to pay for parking outside of march 1st to october 31st you're free at the beach (laughs) otherwise they've got a lot of the and these are my favorite the pay by phone apps all the multiple hit the qr code download the app put your car in and then you're good for the entire time you're there just use it as a rental it is pretty simple there are a number of hotels that offer public parking in their parking decks as well as public parking decks
0: Okay. Yeah. So pretty much you're going to be fine. Maybe you got to pay a few bucks here and there if you rent a car, but, but nothing too bad as, as far as that goes. That's, that's good. Now, uh, while we're there, obviously now we, we've rented a car or we, we got an Uber getting into the area. I know that, you know, from just talking to you, obviously there's going to be one hotel that you really recommend, but what are some of the places that we should look at, uh, staying at while we're there in, in Myrtle beach?
1: It's so difficult. So I'm going to say off the top of my head, because this is one of the first hotels I visited was the Marriott, North Marriott Resort and the dunes. Now this is, this is fantastic. It's a full package. It has a spa area. My wife and I got couples massages. There's a, a, a separate area that they just redid. That's gorgeous. And it's in a, it's in a very quiet part of town. I mean, it's, it's a solid 20 minutes North of, of the downtown Myrtle. But if you're looking to relax and get away, I would suggest that it is full service Marriott brand, fantastic food. And off the beaten trail, a couple of local restaurants and such close to there too as well. But Myrtle beach has 425 hotels. It's, it's difficult for me to say anything because there is a handful of different reasons to go to any multiple amount of hotels in this area.
0: Sure. Sure. And obviously, you know, with your company, we'll talk about that a little bit later on, but obviously you're representing the homewood suites, Myrtle beach oceanfront. So that's probably a pretty good one there as well. Right.
1: So this hotel is actually, it's a brand new build. I don't want to say brand new. It's about five years old, uh, but it's a brand new Homewood Suites, and it is right in the center of downtown. I mean, you look out your window and, and there's a wheel steps away, basically. We're we're kind of in the heart of all the shopping, all the restaurants, the Gay Dolphin. If you're familiar with it, that's still right down the road. The Ripley's, believe it or not, and we're, we're situated right here on the water with, uh, I believe 90% of our rooms have front facing ocean views. The other 10% have the city view with a side facing ocean view. So there's a really good chance you're going to get a beautiful view from a balcony at this property.
0: Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Like you said, like kind of depends on what you're looking for, right? If you're looking for, you don't want to be like right in the heart of everything. You got that Marriott. That's a little bit up a little bit further away. Uh, but if you want to be there in the heart and be able to walk to everything, uh, that Homewood Suites is probably a, a great location.
1: Yeah, this is this is a great for families. We actually have a on the bottom floor a, a water park, an indoor water park for you that actually opens up its windows during the summer and that you can see the ocean, you can smell it, you can taste the salt. It's this amazing indoor water park that you can walk
0: right out to the beach at. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Then <laughs> my dad, uh, my kids would definitely love that. So let's talk about some of the things we should be doing while we're, while we're there visiting Myrtle beach. I know it's obviously, it's kind of like a touristy destination. So like you already mentioned, there's like the Ripley's and they definitely have those and all the touristy spots. But what are some of the other things we should do that is kind of like a, like an exclusive to like Myrtle beach or something that you're only going to find there?
1: Yeah, um, no, great question. There's a couple of these things right now. The Ripleys, the aquariums, those things you can find everywhere. And, and I would say golf. You can golf anywhere. But here, I believe there's 90 different golf courses within the Myrtle Beach stretch. If you're a golfer, you can, you can come and golf the entire time. Um, but there's a couple of other things you can do just all day. So as I asked right when we let off this question, were you at the original or were you at Broadway at the beach? Now, they created a secondary Broadway at the beach area to try to make it an, another – Disney ish, universal ish feel with things to do, restaurants, local uh, type stores and shops, and also some of those things you love the Dame Buster's, the Top Golf, Paula Dean's restaurant. That's a whole day and a half in itself. Now, another really interesting thing you can do right here on the beach is a couple of local companies that allow you to do horseback riding right along the beach at basically sunrise. So if you're ready to get up and go, you see them Saturday mornings out on the balcony riding uh, horseback with crews of 10 to 15 to 20, depending on the size of the family or group, all right along the beach walking through the water as the sun rises. It's absolutely gorgeous.
0: Yeah, my daughter would love the horseback riding part, but not so much the waking up before before sunrise (laughs) part. (laughs) Oh,
1: I get it. Well, and also, I mean, outside of that, there's Carolina Opry, Alabama Music Theater. There's the Pirates. If you drive in 501, you'll notice the Pirates event. They're all kind of medieval times, which we have one of those as well. Restaurant dinner with a show type of
0: Okay. Event. Yeah. Those are really fun because it's like, it's, it's great to be able to go there with the family, enjoy a good meal, enjoy a good show. And Although it is a little touristy, I mean, generally they have really good food too. A lot of times you think they're going to cut back on on that and it's not going to be as high quality, but the places I've gone, the food is actually really good and the, and the show is really good. So it's a great value for, uh, for families.
1: Yeah. And the, and the families love it. It's a, another one of those indoor type things to put on the list. If you're worried about coming in the off season, the weather might not be so nice.
0: Sure. Sure. Now I was doing a little research ahead of time and I saw something called like the market commons. What is that?
1: Now, I I did want to mention that. So that was an old uh, military base that's actually just on the outside of the airport. Now, there's a bunch of brand new condos, apartments, and then like 20 restaurants, 15 shop stores, a movie theater, and a brewery. Tidal Creek Brewhouse has has some of the most delicious local beers that I've been able to sample over my period of time here. uh, And a really cool area. It's fun. It's new. It's clean. It's very inviting. People are friendly. Plenty of parking and very walkable. It's a, it's a really cool. There's a couple of, I believe there's a PF Chang's, there's a Tupelo Honey. So there's a couple of chain wise but the rest are kind of local.
0: Right on. But speaking of all that, like as far as like food and, and drinks and everything, you, you, obviously you had me at Brewhouse. So like uh- like, I like being able to sample the local brews and everything, but what are some of the other like, uh, restaurants that we can find there that aren't necessarily like the chains, you know, but a little bit more like local flavors.
1: So there's so many, I mean, there, there's the Calabash, right? If you're familiar with the, the seafood buffet of delicious deep fried fare, you don't have to go too far to find it. The other thing you'll notice is, is all the pancake houses that we have for breakfast here. I don't know the history of why we have so many pancake houses, but uh, there's one on every other block. Those are great. You're going to find those everywhere. I would say something an absolute go-to is the Sea Captain's House. This is one of the old school, about 60 years old, right there on the water, beautiful view, uh, and always has a great fresh catch, great local special, and definitely a go-to staple in the area that'd be a good one for dinner. A couple of the others are a lot of fun. If you're familiar with the Tin Roof brand, Tin Roof just built one right there in the heart of downtown. Third floor rooftop, always live music. And to kind of compete, there's those rooftops in the area. There's a Wicked Tuna uh, right down the road that's more of a sports bar on the beach with three different levels. Kind of fun, dedicated to watching your game on level two. And then level three is the outside terrace and deck if you want to get out in the sun. But Always great drinks, great cocktails, and fantastic seafood.
0: Oh, that's really awesome. Now, I just want to go back to the pancake place because I, lo- I love me some good pancakes, and, and my kids do as well. Obviously, there's all these different pancake places and stuff like that. And sometimes they're, you know, maybe not the best, or maybe they all they do is pancakes. But if you want like a, like a real traditional breakfast that expands itself a little, a little bit beyond pancakes, where would we go for something like that?
1: To enjoy something like this in Myrtle Beach, I'd have to direct you to go check out Mammy's Kitchen. This is the one of the longest standing downtown locations. They opened in 1953. It's breakfast and lunch buffet, no dinner. It's dine in only. It is you'll see it when you get there. It is a breakfast staple of Myrtle Beach.
0: Oh, that's fantastic! Now, um, a lot of times I travel just me and the kids, but sometimes it's all, I also get a chance to just take my wife uh, away for a little vacation. She loves sushi. Obviously, there's a lot of uh, great seafood that's caught off right out, right off the coast there. Where would we go for something like that?
1: So there is a couple of places, uh, one in North uh, Myrtle, this place called Soho. There's one in North Myrtle, one a little bit further out west. And I believe there's a third location. For me and the amount of sushi places I've been to, I believe they were my tops. One of my favorite places, they're actually closed on a Monday, is called the Art Sushi Bar. It's right on the water. Uh, it's right along the strip as you're walking south of of the wheel of Myrtle Beach. They've got a, a lot of local art along the walls and some fantastic fresh sushi.
0: Oh, fantastic. Now, uh, she loves sushi. I'm, a, I'm more like a steak person. Where would we go for that?
1: There's a Carolina Ale House chain. This one is not the Carolina Ale House chain, but there is a Carolina restaurant, North Myrtle, that's kind of more fine dining than you'd see, but still pretty – it's not stuffy. It's still pretty comfortable when you go in there. That is one of the best steaks I've had in the city. Nice.
0: Yeah, there's another one that's like – it seems from one of my research, it seems like it's like a combination of Italian and steaks and everything. So it's like mixing my my two loves with Italian food and and, and steaks.
1: Yeah, Angelo's Steak and Pasta. Just still right south of uh, the airport, right across to the road from the beach, actually. It's it's a, a fantastic Italian and steak place. Oh, that's awesome.
0: Right on. Well, Justin, I really appreciate you sharing all these amazing tips for Myrtle Beach. Again, it's been like so long since I went there, and and now i got to go back and, and use all these tips for, for an even better experience. But now it's time for the final countdown. If somebody only had time for one meal when they visited Myrtle Beach... Where should they go and what should they eat?
1: I would say, uh, as I previously mentioned, that sea captain's house. So get a fresh catch, the daily special bowl of sheep crab soup. Nice,
0: nice. Yeah, that sounds really good. Like you said, that you've you've been there a few years now. You've been the, running around, trying out all the different restaurants and, and hanging out on the beach and everything. Uh, what's one of your most memorable stories? Uh,
1: my most memorable, the first time, I've got a one and a half year old son and it was uh, taking him out to the beach for the first time. How odd it was for him to feel the sand under his feet, to run to the ocean, and then run away as soon as the beach hit his feet was uh, absolutely memorable. We have one photo from that day,
0: uh, and I hang it, hang it up in my office. Oh, that's fantastic. I, as somebody that travels all the time with my kids, that's that's one of the things I love is just being able to kind of experience places through their eyes and through their actions, and it just makes you feel like all warm and fuzzy inside. So speaking of uh, good times and and happy memories, uh, where's the happiest happy hour in Myrtle Beach? Uh, I'm
1: going to go with Riptides. I like Riptides a lot. The bartenders there are fantastic. The food is great. The drink specials are good. And you can't beat the view. Right on.
0: Now, one of the things I always do whenever I travel is check out the local pizza. What's the best place for pepperoni pizza in Myrtle Beach?
1: Now, uh, this is my opinion. Uh, there's a place right down here called Mama Mia's. I've had them a handful of times. I've also had a lot of pizza in this area. As far as the best pepperoni, I'm I'd have to say this place called Mama Mia's. There's a couple of locations, but the one right here at the beach is great. Otherwise, Coconut Charlie's has good, uh, pretty good pie.
0: And Coconut Charlie's—that's the spot that's at uh, the Homewood Suites, right? Yep, that's the restaurant in the Homewood Suites lobby bar. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty good. Right on. So that sounds perfect for me. Staying there at your your place, being able to walk right down the walk, right downstairs, grab a slice and not disturbing my family while they're sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I know from like, from talking to you outside the podcast, you you travel around a lot, you know, you're, you're managing a lot of different properties in your region and everything. So obviously you're traveling on a regular basis. What's one of your best travel tips? So
1: I I would say if you're traveling, so I mean, I travel for business a lot. And even when I travel, I rent a car. I'm always looking to find, you know, a, a good place to eat or kind of investigate a little bit of my competitor sets and, and just be able to get a feel of the city. So if I have to Uber, it's pretty difficult to go where I need to go kind of on a whim. So one of my best travel tips is just rent a car, rent it in advance, you know, try to get a whatever deal with the local place through a company or through, through whatever associations you have. But I would say best travel tip is go ahead and rent that car.
0: Yeah, for sure. I like a lot of times I kind of hesitate on doing it just because I want to be able to like focus and everything because I'm the one who always has to drive. But sometimes having that freedom of like not having to wait, Oh, it's like 30 minutes for the Uber to arrive or those type of things. Or it's like, ah, we were just on a, on a trip for spring break. And, It was $20 one way for for an Uber ride to this restaurant we wanted to go to. We didn't end up going because I'm like, I don't want to pay 40 bucks for a round trip just to go two miles down the road. But if we had a car, we would totally went to that restaurant. So it's kind of one of those things if we, because we didn't have a car, we miss out on that experience.
1: Absolutely. And if you want to go from one place to another, to another, to another that you might not have been prior prepared for, that makes it more difficult.
0: I I totally agree. Well, again, Justin, I really appreciate coming on the show and sharing all these amazing tips from Myrtle Beach. Can you tell the audience a little bit more about who you are and what you do?
1: Yeah, absolutely. My name is Justin Royal. I'm a regional director of sales here for uh, the Carolinas for a company called OTO Development out of Spartanburg. I handle the hotels in these two states and one hotel in Nashville. I'm in charge of the sales department here to ensure that you know, we're giving people the best deal. We're getting the best deal on the side of the hotel, and really come up with new, innovative ideas to market the hotel, the property, the rooms, and the restaurants, the food and beverage outlets.
0: Well, right on. Yeah, I know just the the property that I met you at here in, in Nashville, the, the Hyatt House over in Vanderbilt. Uh It's a fun property. It has a great rooftop pool that my wife and kids and I have enjoyed a few times. So. Looking forward to checking out some of your other properties and and maybe coming out there, meeting you over in Myrtle Beach and hanging out at the beach with you for sure.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. We're uh, we're focused on a couple of these amazing uh, beachfront locations, so more to come. That's awesome.
0: So if somebody has questions about your hotels, uh, about Myrtle Beach, uh, what's the best way to reach you on social media?
1: Yeah, the best way on social media to, to reach me is my LinkedIn profile. Uh, just look up Justin Royal. Again, I'm with OTO Development. That's Royal, R-O-Y-A-L.
0: Right on. And we'll definitely link to that in the show notes. And Justin, it's, it's been great talking to you. And we look forward to seeing you when we travel there. Pleasure,
1: Lee. Thank you very much.
0: What an awesome conversation with Justin. I visited Myrtle Beach in the offseason with my parents about 20 years ago. And I can't wait to bring my family there to have some fun in the sun. You can find all the links we talked about and our one-page guide at Justin's Tips at wetravelthere.com forward slash Myrtle Beach. We want to say thank you to Acorns for being today's affiliate partner. With Acorns, you can invest spare change automatically on every purchase that you make. Plus, you can earn found money by shopping at participating retailers. It's a great way to easily build up your travel fund. For a limited time, when you sign up at wetravelthere.com forward slash Acorns, we'll both earn $5. Join us next time as we head to La Paz, Bolivia to speak with my new friend, David Karamanis, a traveling podiatrist who donates his services to people living in third world countries. In this episode, David and I talk about riding the famous gondolas, visiting the Iuni Salt Flats, and hiking the Devil's Tooth. We hope you join us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell them what you like most. Make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast app. That way you won't miss any of our upcoming destinations.